This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics, while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Well, welcome back to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder. We have a series of great conversations with leaders planned for the coming episodes. I'm going to be joined by a number of members of the Oklahoma legislature, business leaders across a range of industries, as well as Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt discussing the topic of leading through crisis. I'm particularly excited about my conversation with Charles McCall, Speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. We're going to get the Speaker's take on the wrap-up of the 2020 legislative session, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the session and across the state. Speaker McCall shares his personal history and the experiences that made the greatest impact on his leadership with us. We're also going to discuss the unique role of the Speaker of the House to navigate the complexity of leading the majority caucus, working with leaders and members of the minority party, navigating the negotiation process with the Oklahoma State Senate and the governor, and how he works to cultivate a positive culture across the whole House of Representatives. You don't want to miss this conversation with Speaker Charles McCall. Well, with the release of the new book, When Leaders Matter, How Civility, Integrity, and the Leaders We Need Are Possible, I had the opportunity to co-narrate the audiobook through Hawk 5 Studios, and that should be available on Audible in a few weeks. There are three conversations featured in the audiobook between me and my co-narrator, Drew Null, discussing major themes in each of the three steps of the process for engaging leaders. Today on The Leaders We Need, we have a special bonus episode, the first of these conversations. If you haven't picked up a copy of the book, These conversations are a great way to get started, to consider the process you can take up immediately, engaging leaders, breaking through cycles of incivility, and promoting needed integrity in our leaders and in ourselves. Let's get to the first conversation. When Leaders Matter, How Civility, Integrity, and the Leaders We Need Are Possible by Dr. Joel W. Harder. Forward, written by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. And when Leaders Matter, Chaplain Joel Harder presents a three-step approach to engage leaders and restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. When that happens, leaders will be able to work and inspire our communities, states, and nation to address the real problems we are facing and navigate a way forward that will benefit all of us. When Leaders Matter, how civility, integrity, and the leaders we need are possible. Available now on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and BarnesandNoble.com. So, Joel, as we are wrapping up this first section in When Leaders Matter, you know, we've read about why leaders matter, um, why it's important for us to have that belief, how we can shape the culture of the leaders that we are under or that lead us. And I really want to dive into and get your, your take on 
why it is that it's so important. And, and I think this goes across political as well as into corporate leadership, school leadership. Uh, I think you can even apply it into family leadership. Uh, why is it important for us to really humanize the leader? I, you know, in my opinion, I, I think that it's really easy for us to just hold them as a, as a position rather than a person. Um, and I, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on why humanizing and, and really seeing a leader as a person and not a position makes a difference in our perspective. The reason why I, I thought it was so important if we're going to really change the culture of, uh, of policymakers, of leaders, uh, as well as the political dialogue in our culture, we have to start by recognizing that leadership and authority and, and the power that is held by, certain, uh, by people in certain positions of authority is real. The people in positions of authority have real power to do a lot of good. And so when we think about the good that can be done as well as the bad that can be done with that power and authority, um, it's often our, our default reaction might be to think, well, I, especially if I don't like what they're doing, I, I, I will kind of, I stop seeing them in ways it's relatable. Now suddenly that authority and that power and that leadership is, is kind of beyond me. There's nothing I can, it's something that's bigger than me. I can never do anything about it. But when I remember that it's actually people who serve in these positions that have real power, now suddenly I realize that I'm a person too. In our culture, in our society, leaders have a role to play in how we progress as a community, as a, as an organization, as a as a nation, as a state, as, as, a, as a culture, leaders have a role to play, but so do we. And when we kind of break down th- this very real dynamic of power that exists and remember that it's people just like you and me who serve in those positions of, of authority, now suddenly I can rediscover my power and my ability to engage that person because maybe they're a little more relatable to me now. I can, so it, it really is important to believe leaders matter. If leadership matters, then let's also remember leaders matter because a leader is a person and I can relate to them. And really it is so important that we remember the, the human element at play in all of these systems and structures, because that's how we relate to it. And yes, there are, there, are, there are a lot of differences that we have, but we're also very much alike and that we're people and we have challenges, we have needs, we have stress, uh, we, we have perspectives. Even if our perspectives don't align, we have them. And so believing that leaders matter means that now I can, I can begin to find those areas and opportunities of relatability you begin by believing leaders matter. And we talk about changing your perspective, uh, remembering their people. We talk about having a strategy to actually change the culture by engaging leaders. And there is a strategic advantage to where you live, work and grow. And, and yes, we need to be engaging national leaders, but there is a strategic advantage to where you live and start with the, with the leaders nearest to you and begin to actually now take that next step to build those 
those bridges and build a relationship and a rapport because you're able to, first and foremost, relate to them, remembering they're just a person who does hold real position of real power and authority, and they can use that to do a lot of good. And that's what we want. Yeah. And I think it's, I think you bring up a really solid point. And I think a lot of times people feel like, and especially when we, when we think of leadership on, on macro levels, whether it's big corporation, big politics, you know, national level politics, you know, that the, the quote unquote system can't be changed, right? It's, it's too overwhelming. It's too big. Um, and to your point, if you think about it solely in those big picture uh, perspectives, yes, changing the way our our national politics are are conducted, or, or or the culture of our national politics, that's not something that happens overnight, right? That's a culture that's been bred for for decades, right? But you can start at home. You can you can and literally at home. And I think that's really you know what what you hit in that first section is, you know, it it starts in yourself. The change the changing of the culture starts at a personal level. And as you yourself as a person start to change, that change then, you know, filters and, and, and spills over into your, your neighborhood, your city, your county, your state, right? That it's, it's, a, it's a domino. It's a contagion effect. Um, just as I think we as a society lose sight of the fact that positive change is just as precipitous and infectious as negative is. But we... Oftentimes, those of us intending to do good get impaired because we don't feel like we can do enough to make enough change. And I really think that, you know, what you're hitting on here is that when you get out of that perspective of just because we're different doesn't mean I have to win, right? And I can start to respect people for who they are as just a human being. Uh, that, that in and of itself is a massive shift. It's a simple but difficult shift. But if we can start there, and start to make that change, then we really, that, that, that's laying the foundation for bigger, wider spread change. Drew, you're absolutely right. And, and I, now let me also kind of bring this just again from my perspective, because I'm approaching this as a chaplain who serves in a state capital, and I work with legislators. And I do think that there has also been this growing narrative, political leadership, uh, the political leaders, the political process is is becoming very detached from us, and it's also becoming very polarized and in a way binary. And it's and it's it's either right or left, up or down, and it's kind of detached from us. But as I stepped into actually walking the halls of a state capitol, beginning to build rapport and relationships with leaders in both political parties in both the house and the senate working also with you know uh constitutional officers and just all the different leadership that operate within that arena i i realized there actually is a great opportunity to build real human relationships with them and encourage them to be better as they go about their work of legislating, leading, uh, influencing, communicating. And I, I write this in the book and, and you've already, uh, you know, listeners have already heard it. This isn't just for chaplains. It's not just for people like me who are walking the halls. 
my great hope for this book is that as people read it, they will they will hear what I'm what what the book says and what we're saying right now. That narrative of it's detached and it's hopelessly partisan and polarized and and broken doesn't have to continue. Just as I have started this work of walking the halls and building relationships, anyone can. Now it's going to take a little courage on your part and a little desire to lean in and, and do it, but the opportunity's there. And that's, that's really what we're talking about in the whole book is how to start doing that. Um, it does not have to continue that way. And those relationships are possible. Engaging leaders is possible. Breaking through the incivility is possible. And, and I discovered that and I want people to join me in that work. Coming at it from a more corporate perspective. Yeah. I think it's timely as well. And, and it's, it's relevant. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in various corporate positions throughout my career and everyone holds this really elevated view almost, you know, uh, on a pedestal ivory tower ish of, of executives in an organization uh, that you can't talk to them. You can't change them. You can't access them. Right. And the reality is those people are people too. CEOs, CFOs of companies are, they're, they're people just like you and I, they, they have families, they have dreams and aspirations. They just happen to be in a very prominent position. And to your point, just as in, you know, it, it, it in the state level government at Oklahoma, leaders of companies, I, you know, I would argue have just as much influence or, you know, the ability to really impact the everyday lives of people. Because as an executive in a company, you make the wrong decision, the company goes under, you, depending on how large your company is, you just affected the everyday livelihood of lots of people, Um, you know, and that leadership matters as well. You know, it, 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 it's something, and, and those people need to, to be accessed and, and, and built relationships with, I've always made a point to try as best I can. And some leaders are different. And I think you would agree with this too. Some are more accessible than others. And that's, you know, it is what it is. That's not something that we can change, but I've always tried to have as, as good a relationship as I can with my executive leadership, whatever company I've worked with. And, and it's always been meaningful for me uh, to, to feel like I have that access to them. Now, again, I may not change what they do in terms of the direction of the company, but I believe that having that support and and we get into this in the next section of the book of knowing that people are thinking positively about you for you, praying for you. If that is your, you know, your choice of activity, um, you know, that's meaningful for a leader to know that there are people that care about them as a person, as much as they care about them as a leader and their success in their leadership. Yeah, ultimately, uh, and this statement comes up a few times in the book, uh, when our leaders are better, we are all better. And we start by believing leaders matter because as you've just articulated well in the, in the corporate environment, and we know in the legislative environment, leaders are in unique positions of real influence and authority that can make a difference. And we want them to do that well. We want that leadership to to make a positive difference for all of us. Uh, and we begin by simply believing leaders matter and desiring them to be better. Because when our leaders are better, we're all better. And that's our goal. 
if you think about the two things that you can change to affect change within yourself systemically are your thoughts and your actions, right? You mm-hmm. can't, you can't change feelings. Feelings are a result of thoughts and actions. But if I change my thoughts, I can change it. It has a direct effect on my actions mm-hmm. and it has a direct effect on my emotions and my feelings, which then cycles back to how I feel is going to affect what I think. So that making that it seems extraordinarily simple and seems like it's not as powerful as it genuinely is, but simply changing a belief that leaders matter is massively impactful for the way we interact with leaders. And I think our readers are in for a real treat for the next step. So um, thanks thanks for this wrap up, Joel, and, and uh, we'll catch you on the, on the flip side of the next chapters. Thanks, Drew. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.